Hey friend, Graham Baldwin here with The Speaker Lab. Hey, wouldn't it be nice if someone gave you the exact process to find and book more speaking gigs in 2024? That'd be nice, right? Well, I'll tell you what, we're just gonna do that for you. We've created a new 18-page guide based on Dan Irvin's process that helped him actually book over $100,000 in speaking gigs in the past year. Now, Dan is one of our uh, team members here. He's this, a very successful speaker and also one of our coaches. And so you're gonna learn how to get started prospecting, master discovery calls, proposal emails, and so much more. All you got to do is go to thespeakerlab.com slash steps. Again, that's plural, thespeakerlab.com slash steps. We're going to send you that PDF guide right to your inbox. Again, that is thespeakerlab.com slash steps. That's it. That's all you got to do. Go there. Hey, thanks for listening. We appreciate it. You're awesome. Hey, what's up, friends? Grant Baldwin here. Welcome back to the Speak Lab podcast. Hope you're doing well. Hope you're having a great day. We are here on part five of our coaching series. This is an eight-part series with uh, Mr. Brian Elaine. And uh, Brian is like a lot of you who may be listening who's going, okay, I, you know, I've heard the different case studies. I've heard the, the different testimonials, the people who've gone through the different programs that the Speak Lab has to offer, the booked and paid to speak program, the elite program. And I just want to know, will it actually work for me? And so we've been going through this series of coaching calls with Brian of helping him uh, build his own speaking business. And so we are letting you eavesdrop in on this process. I think you're going to, uh, if you haven't already, definitely go back, listen to the previous four parts of the series. But uh, Brian makes good progress today. He has a little setback. You're going to hear that. But we could um, get him back on track and kind of, again, talk through some of the insecurities and, and doubts and fears and wonders and questions that he is wrestling with as he goes through this. So, hey, if you would like our help, myself and our team here at the Speaker Lab, we, if you'd like our help in building uh, your speaking business, then we'd love to talk with you. Uh, I'd encourage you to go to thespeakerlab.com slash apply. Again, that is thespeakerlab.com slash apply. There you can uh, schedule a one-on-one -on -one strategy session with our team. We can learn more about you, what you're looking for, what your speaking goals are, and how we can best help you and support you in that journey. So again, go to thespeakerlab.com slash apply. All right, let's get to this conversation with Brian Elaine. Enjoy. Hey, what's up, friends? Grant Baldwin here. Welcome back to the Speaker Lab podcast. Today, joined once again by my friend Brian Elaine. And uh, Brian, it's been a minute since we recorded. Uh, I was out for a couple of weeks, uh, and then I know you have been hard at it as well on your side. So we got a lot to catch up on today. Uh, I know uh, you've given me a brief summary of what's happened behind the scenes, and so I'm eager to catch up on that and hear how things are going for you. And then we'll talk through some uh, some next steps. So uh, last time we talked, I know that the goals were kind of the homework was with three things, right? That's correct. Right. Three so things. We had the finishing the website, uh, making a list of 25 places you could speak at and finishing the demo video. So yes. that's where we left it. Catch us up. A lot has happened since then. Okay. So similar to my career as a high school student, uh, I did not get an A plus on my homework, but I think I'm in there in a solid B minus range. So okay. Um, and we'll talk a little bit about that and why, what my excuses are. I always have excuses just like high school. So assignment one was to complete the website, uh, and that's done. Uh, the website is up, it's functional, it's, it, it could be better and it will get better, but, okay. um, but it works, but it works. I have version, a contact version 1.0 is out there. Yes. Yep. It's yeah. got a contact form. It's got pictures of me, uh, no demo video yet, which we'll talk about in a minute. Um, but my information, basically, I feel comfortable. And in fact, I have already done this saying, yeah, you can check out more information at brianalane.com. So okay. 
Cool. How difficult was that to put together? Um, not too difficult. I, I used the podium theme, uh-huh. uh, which is, you know, your WordPress theme. I also have a little bit of experience working in WordPress and just enough, uh, website design knowledge to be dangerous. So, um, it was, it was pretty easy, but you know, ultimately knowing you telling me that I only needed a few basic things on there kind of gave me the freedom to feel like, okay, I don't need to have like this really slick, uh, thing. I, the point of this yeah. is not to like wow somebody with technical prowess. It's right. just get the basic information up there. So that kind of was freeing. Yeah. Yeah. And I've got it pulled up here. Um, and this is, yeah, this works. Like we're talking a, a version 1.0, a simple one page that gives a, a quick little bio about you, um, what you speak on, uh, other, some testimonials that you have, maybe some pictures or social proof, uh, and an opportunity for people to, to contact you. So yeah, it doesn't have to be overly complicated. And the other thing that we talk a lot about is that, um, this isn't like your permanent site that you're going to have forever and ever and ever. This, this gets you going. Right. Mm-hmm. And so that's what we want to do is kind of remove some of these barriers of like, well, I, I do want to make a website, but, uh, this, you know, I, I don't, uh, I don't have any technical ability or, uh, I want it to be perfect or I want it, whatever, or I, I know I need to do a demo video, but this, or I know I need to reach out to people, but this. And so if we can remove any of those barriers and obstacles so that you can keep moving forward, then, and making progress is a, it's a huge win. So this is not meant to be a permanent website, but this works for, for where we're at today. Okay. And like one of the things I did, and you can tell me what you think about this. I have four testimonials on there. Um, and they're like, I wish all four of them were like, Brian is an amazing speaker. He wowed our, cr- our crowd, you know, he, our golf audience, you know, loved every second of it. Mm-hmm. Honestly, none of the testimonials are a 10 out of 10 when it comes to that. Mm-hmm. One guy talks about speaking, but it, but that was for a church crowd, not a golf crowd. One yeah. woman talks about the social media I've done for her golf course, but it has nothing to do with speaking. So I kind of had to, you know, take different yeah. testimonials that hopefully paint a picture. So do you think that was a good idea? Yeah, I think that's fine. Because again, like in the beginning, you're, you're uh, work with what you've got and improve as you go. Each time you speak, you're go- especially early on, you want to be really intentional about getting a testimonial uh, from everyone that, that, that hires you for anything. Um, so making sure that you're continually adding those. So for example, um, early on for me, I would like my, that testimonials page was always growing because every time I would get a testimonial, I'm adding it to that list and adding it to that list and adding it to the list. And eventually like I'm taking some that I had originally that weren't great that like you said, maybe, you know, they were okay ish, but weren't amazing. And I can start removing those because I've got enough other good ones there that make up for it. So, um, yeah, big thing, work with what you've got, improve as you go. So to work with what you've got, um, this, this, this will get us going. Okay. So, so I did that homework. I, I'm, it sounds like you're giving me like a solid B plus on that. So I'll give you a B plus. Well done. I will take the B plus. <laughs> so the next piece of homework was to come up with a list of 25 events that I could speak at. Okay. Uh, and I did do that. I'm looking at the list right now. I did not share this with you, but this is a list of, um, golf conferences that are happening over the next year. Uh, many of them are for golf course owners. Some are for golf course superintendents. Some of them are specifically golf marketing events, which okay. probably are the best fit, uh, but there's not quite as many of those. And I um, kind of sorted them in terms of which ones are happening in the next three months, uh, which ones are happening in the next three to six months, and then which ones are six to 12 months out. Okay. Um, I have 
it's interesting. I'm, what I'm learning is that many golf conferences happen in the fall because the busy season has just slowed down. Um, you know, people are kind of winding down their year. And so 10 of these, I think I get 24, uh, 10 of these 24 are happening either like three weeks from now or yeah. like six weeks from now. Yep. Cause it's so, fall at the time of this recording. Um, yes, we're, yes. we're deep into fall. So uh, a lot of them are happening at this moment. There's a couple that are happening like next week. And so for those, I just put them in the next year category because yeah. I figured yep. that's, that's way too soon. But my thought was, and you can tell me what you think about this, the ones that are three to six weeks out, I would like to send an email to those folks and say, Hey, uh, here's who I am. I saw that you have an event coming up in a few weeks. I'm sure your agenda is, is all set and ready to go. But mm -hmm. in the event that you had a cancellation or any kind of opening, um, here's what I do. You yeah. could certainly consider me. And if not, keep me on your radar for next year or something like that. Yeah. A hundred percent. I would recommend that. Um, okay. and so what I would do a couple things here. One is that you saw that you mentioned that there's several that are happening like within the next week or two happened, you know, a week ago and there's mm -hmm. nothing you can really do about it at the, at the, at that point. So oftentimes speakers get discouraged, like, Oh, I found a bunch, but there it's too late or they already happened. So bummer. But like you just mentioned, a lot of those events are happening on an annual basis. So in the not so distant future, they're going to start thinking through speakers for next year. Uh, and so it is never too early to get on their radar. Uh, cause you would rather when people ask, um, Grant, how far out should I reach out to an event? You know, if an event is happening six months out, is it too soon to reach out to them or do I need to wait till closer in? I say, I'd rather reach out too far out than too close in, meaning mm -hmm. I'd rather them say, we're not going to be reviewing speakers for three more months, circle back with us then, versus them saying, we hired a speaker last week. Um, so I would rather start that conversation now. So one of the things that you could do with those type of events that are happening a few weeks from now is you're exactly right that most of them probably already have their speakers set, but it would be worth reaching out to a get on the radar and b let them know like, Hey, if you need a plan B, um, let me know. Cause that absolutely happens. Um, you know, a speaker gets sick or something happens or they can't make it or whatever. And if you're able to be a, a plan B, I know of a speaker specifically in Austin, Austin's a big conference market. Um, and he got his start largely by being the plan B for hmm. various conferences that would come to town and he would fill in and then like he just had enough opportunities by being the, the stand in guy that could, that could do a great job. So, so by presenting that as an option is absolutely a win. What you want to do from here though, is you also want to start um, setting up a system that you can follow up with people. Um, because if you reach out to someone, whether the, the conference is in three weeks or the conference was a week ago, uh, what you want to figure out is what is their next step. And so if they say, well, you know, it, it's October, we're going to start reviewing speakers for next year's conference in January. Um, awesome. Do you mind if I follow up with you in January? Uh, and then setting up the system, that pipeline where you can then follow up with them in, in January versus like, okay, whenever January comes and you start thinking of speakers, I hope you think of me. Like that's not going to work. They're not going to think of you. Right. Um, so, so figuring out what their next step is and then planning your action items accordingly. So all those things there um, are good. You've made that, that progress there. Now it, it's um, not only reaching out to them, but staying top of mind with them. Yeah. And so is there, as I'm sending out these emails to these folks, is there a specific call to action or specific wording where it's like, I'm putting the ball in your court 
more so than just saying, Hey, here I am. If you think of me, great. If not, no worries. Good question. So what I would do in this situation where you're making this initial contact, I would ask them when they start reviewing speakers. Um, so for the ones that have already happened, um, or what you may do is let's say there are ones that are just a couple of weeks away. Um, I would let them know, Hey, I know that your conference is coming up. Uh, and, and I know that you have a lot going on cause they're going to be slammed right now. Right. So they're not mm-hmm. thinking about next year. Um, but letting them know you're available for next year and then just saying, Hey, if it's okay, um, I'll touch base with you, you know, after this year's conference, I'd love to talk to you about next year's conference, you know, something like that. Um, where it's not like, Hey, I'd love to have a conversation today because that's not going to happen. Um, that they're not in the headspace to want to talk to you anytime soon. Cause they're all they're thinking about is this year's conference, mm-hmm. but just kind of planting that seed of one, if you need something this year, let me know Two, after this year wraps up and the dust has settled from that. Um, then I'd love to, I'd love to start some type of conversation with you. So that's kind of the direction that you're going to go. And we've got, you know, email templates and email scripts within, um, book to pay to speak that you can use, uh, as well as that follow-up flow chart so that whenever you email someone, let's say they don't respond. Um, what do you do then? Or let's say that they do respond and here's what they say, or here's what they ask. What do you do then? Um, so you can use both of those as templates and kind of adjust them and modify them. Um, but those will be kind of the, the next step there is we're trying to get a response when we email, uh, and we're trying to figure out what their next item is, uh, when their what's their next action item is. And that kind of determines what our next action item is. Does that make sense? Yes, that does. Um, and so for somebody in my position and for the folks listening who are in a similar position, just kind of getting started, um, you know, we have a certain amount of leverage or very little leverage sometimes in trying mm-hmm. to book our next gig. Is there anything different when I'm talking to somebody who's got an event six months out and, and that's the typical conversation and typical back and forth? Is there anything different if somebody would say to me, oh, hey, I actually do need a plan B it's in four weeks. Is that a situation where I might have more leverage or less leverage or should I still handle it kind of the same way? Yeah, I would, um, um, uh, right now at your spot, you're looking for at bats. So if you could, if you could do something for free and if it's, and if it was, um, what I always kind of look at it is, um, the time involved in it, right? Meaning that, um, the, the time involved and then the opportunity that, that may present itself, meaning that, um, if it's a, if you, you're in Pennsylvania, so if someone said, Hey, we've got a, a thing in uh, one week, um, in California, can you come out here and do this presentation? And it's a great opportunity. Um, but like, we can't pay you and you're going to have to cover all your travel and it's a last minute, stupid, expensive flight. Mm-hmm. It may not be worth it for you. Like the, mm-hmm. the cost is maybe, maybe too high versus if you talk to someone who said, um, you know, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm in rural Pennsylvania and we have this conference and it's a three hour drive. You may be like, yep, totally worth it for me. Right. Yeah. Um, and so that's where you kind of have to weigh in the, um, a couple different factors there. Now, if it was the type of thing in California where it was like, Hey, this is this last minute thing. It's going to cost a little bit, but, um, every golf course owner and manager on the planet is going to be there. You should probably go. Um, so that's where you're just kind of weighing that out, um, of whether or not it's how much it's worth pursuing or if it's worth pursuing at all. Okay. Okay. So yeah, so I, I, um, I've got these lists, I've got some contact emails. And so I'm, I'm guessing that's going to be part of my homework for next time. But uh, Okay, so I, you've got the list, you've got the contacts, and you haven't reached out to anybody yet. That's correct. Okay, gotcha. Is there, how long did, well, let me ask you, first of all, on the, the list itself, how long did it take you to pull that together? 
Um, ballpark, just, I would say four hours of work. Okay. Maybe. Was it, did you find it easy? Did you find it difficult? Was it frustrating? Was it simpler than you thought? Was it harder than you thought? Um, it was about, I wouldn't call it hard, but I would call it tedious. Yeah. Um, yep. you know, it was, it was searching through pages and pages of Google search results, clicking a lot of links that led nowhere, some that led somewhere. It was changing up the search results. A couple of times you find like a little gold mine where yep. I found like one product vendor that was like, Hey, here are the shows we're going to be at this fall. And I was yes. like, Ooh, look at this list. And yep. so, you know, I was able to find a bunch of things that way. So, um, yeah, I think I did it over. Like I did a couple hours one day, did most of the list and then got kind of sick of it. And then I did a couple hours a week later and cool. kind of finished it off. Okay, good. And that's not un like everything you just described there is not uncommon, right? So sometimes it, it's, I'm not finding anything. Sometimes like I, open this magical door and like Eureka, there it is everything. And I, or I pull on this thread and it just like, I keep pulling on this thread and it leads to like, man, I didn't even think of this, but here I am with, uh, you know, a bunch of potential opportunities that I can, I can reach out to. Right. Um, yep. so it can be tedious. It can be monotonous, but it's also really easy for people to, um, because of that, just be like, ah, screw it. This isn't worth it. Um, and throw in the towel. So, um, this, that it, it's tedious, but it works. Um, and so it's a good way to just get your, get your foot in the door and get started. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I, uh, I feel pretty good about that. I think I had cool. a little bit more success than I thought I would in okay. coming up with a list. So I feel good about that. Okay, cool. All right. So you get your, the websites done. You get the list of 25 places. Um, talk to me about demo video. Yeah. So the demo video is where the dog ate my homework a little bit. Yeah. Um, one of the reasons that I, I, I make, made a little bit of progress, but then if I'm honest, I got a little bit derailed. Okay. Um, and while I feel like it was a pretty good reason, it's still kind of a bummer that I got derailed. But actually the first uh, email that I sent out to a connection asking about marketing opportunities ended up leading to this other conversation uh, where this individual is involved in a local golf organization and she had the idea that, hey, maybe we have some work for you. Maybe there's some ways that you can help us out. And, um, you know, it, it could be part-time. It could be close to full-time. And so we kind of went on this tangent that is still in the direction of the things I want to do with yeah. the golf business. But it kind of took my focus off of putting the demo video together. Funny thing, it part of this conversation also was like, hey, our annual meeting is in a couple of weeks. Um, this was a couple of weeks ago from when we're yeah. recording now. And so uh, it was like, do you want to come out to the meeting? Do you want to make some connections, meet some people, see how we do it? So I was like, absolutely. And uh, so I was able to go out to that meeting. And at one point, they were looking for a potential plan B. And so um, I talked to one of the guys that was helping to run it that morning. And he was like, hey, do you want to come up and talk for a few minutes? Yeah. And I had... I had nothing prepared really. <laughs> like I have this draft Google doc that yeah. I had told you about earlier where I had started make, getting some marketing thoughts and I was like, but I didn't want to miss the opportunity. So I was like, absolutely I will. <laughs> and so I'm in like the middle of, of the second session, like trying to scribble some notes because I, I think maybe he's going to give me five minutes to talk and how am yeah. I going to condense my talk? And then I'm like, I'm sitting right in the front table. I'm like, can I set my phone up somehow on the table so I can record this? So I'm like test recording the speaker that's actually up there and, it, and the angle's not great. I'm like, I don't think I could pull this off. Um, 
so then I was like, you know what, I'm, I'm, I don't think I'm going to be able to record it, but I just want to do the best job I can. Maybe I can get a testimonial out of this. Yeah. Uh, who knows, you know? And, but then we, but then they ended up ending the conference early and uh, I never got asked to go up. Uh, so, uh, so it was kind of a bummer. It was, I, I think I could have done a good job with it, but it was like frantic there for, for an hour or so. Um, but uh, it was good. I did get to make some more connections that good. I think are going to help me as I put things out. So um, anyway, good. all so that a couple to observations. Say, One is like just going there um, may have led to a really random opportunity that you weren't even anticipating, even if it was just for a couple of minutes, but it got you up in front of some people. It gave you an at-bat. That's one thing we talk a lot about is the way that you get better as a speaker is that you speak. And so if that would have given you an at-bat, that would have been a, a big win. Um, you mentioned that it was, uh, kind of, it was a local thing. So it was pretty simple for you to be able to get to and from. Um, but the, uh, the other thing that you mentioned was just the opportunities to, to meet people. And so this is a relationship business and people do business with people they know, like, and trust. And so for a lot of these people, the reality that you, whenever you email them is you are, you're a stranger, um, on the other end of an email address, but when they've met you and then you're able to follow up with them, Hey, I'm Brian. We met briefly at you know, XYZ event. Uh, I just wanted to circle back with you on this thing that we talked about. Now it's like, oh yeah, I remember that guy. He was a nice guy, made a good impression, whatever. Um, like that makes a huge, huge difference. Just ch meeting someone in person changes the complete the dynamic of the relationship. Yeah, and I had that experience. And in fact, one of the board members of this local organization is the current vice president of the national organization. Okay. And next year he's going to be the president of the national organization nice. and we got a chance to play golf together on day one of the event. Nice. And, uh, and then I was at the actual meeting for day two and I already followed up with him last week and he sent me an email back. said it was great meeting me. And, um, so I feel like that was, that was a real win as well. Yeah. And that's another great example of you have no idea the people that you'll meet or what it leads to, um, or how, like how that changes everything, you know? So that is a huge, huge win. Like some, I remember like one of the first big events that I booked was because I did this small, really random type of event that barely paid anything. It's probably a break even with travel. And the wife of the national director happened to be there. And so she immediately called her husband and was like, I just saw this guy speak. He was awesome. You need to have him. And it opened up doors to speak in a bunch of major conferences. But like, wow. I had no idea she was there, you know? So same thing, like you meet a guy who he's, he's a dude who's in one role, but he's like, he's going to be the president of the national operation next year. And you're like, wow, I, you know, like yeah. how serendipitous that is uh, and how that works out. So that's, that's really, really cool. Yeah. So going back to one of our earliest conversations in this podcast series, we talked about what do I want my business to look like? Yes. You know, and how do I want speaking to fit into it? And I, so I think this potential opportunity, um, gives me kind of three paths going forward. It, it may fizzle out and I may be back to where I started, which is great. And, mm -hmm. and speaking is going to be a part of it. And I'm still going to try to do some consulting with golf clubs or if they want me to have like a small part-time role, then I think that can just be another part of my income pie, um, including speaking and some other marketing. Yep. And if they want me to have a bigger role, I still think that's going to work and speaking is going to be a great supplement to that. So, um, I'm, I'm excited that I have this other opportunity. I don't know what's going to happen with it yet, but 
no matter the path, I know I still know that speaking is going to be a part of yeah. what I want to do going forward. So. so to clarify, so it sounds like this potential opportunity is more than just like, hey, we'd like for you to come speak or we'd like for you to do some consulting, but it's potentially like, hey, we'd love to hire you as either a, you know, a part-time or full-time employee, um, all things uh, golf industry related. Um, and, and yet within that, it may also be the opportunity for you to go speak um, having this kind of new title of, Hey, here's something I'm able to do under this umbrella of this, of this other golf organization. Um, so from that standpoint, like that's a huge win, you know, cause the credibility and also, and ultimately like where a lot of this conversation started was you saying, um, I want to speak, but I want to just do more in the golf industry. And now all of a sudden by going down this process, going down this path, um, I may have a job opportunity, uh, <laughs> yeah. which wasn't what I was anticipating at the beginning, but I may have a job opportunity in the space that I'm interested in and passionate about. And like, to me, like that's a, that's a huge win. Um, so I think that that's, that's really, really cool. Yeah. And it's funny, you know, I think back a couple episodes to when I was sort of on the fence between pursuing golf yeah. and, and pursuing more of a general hosting MC thing. And, um, I'm not going to say like, Oh, now I know that I picked the right path, but like yeah. you were saying, there is no right path. You just got to pick one and go down yeah. it and see what happens. So that's pretty and cool. To that point, let's play this out where let's say, cause we recorded that episode where we first had that conversation a couple months ago. Um, yeah. you know, in terms of like true recording time, um, and let's say that you, you went down the MC route and you get to this point and you're like, I, it's just not what I anticipated. Um, you know, I'm not, I'm not finding as much or I'm not as excited about it. And I'm, I'm a lot more interested in the, in the golf thing or I'm not more interested in this different path. Um, I think I'm going to try that. Great. So what, what have we lost here? Like a couple of months and now you have more clarity on the path mm -hmm. you want to be going. That's, a, that's great. You know? So I think that's where, again, goes back to where it's really easy to overanalyze and overthink and over, you know, like I have to make the perfect decision. You don't, you know, if you made the quote unquote wrong decision, you just eliminated one of the options. And now you're a step closer to, you know, where ultimately you want to be. Um, so, um, but nonetheless, you feel like you're in a good spot today. Yes. And so I'm ready to get, back from the derailment, get back on the tracks. Okay. And, um, I have already set some things up to try to get this demo video knocked out in the next two weeks. Um, even just this morning, shot a text to the video guy at church said, Hey, I want to come in. Um, I'd like to sim. I'm going to simulate basically a talk. I want the sound system on. I want the, the stage blacked out just like it's a nighttime event. And I just need to get a few minutes of footage of me talking. Cool. Um, in that main auditorium and then maybe in one other area that would simulate like a workshop type thing. And so if I can get two different settings of me talking, sure. I feel like I may only need one, but if I can get two, yeah, that would totally. be good. Change shirts in between. Um, okay. okay. Cause it also, um, uh, uh, that way it looks like multiple events. And, and so to, um, and to clarify for people there, when you're doing a demo video like that, where you are most likely going to be speaking in, in, in an empty room, um, mm -hmm. and then you're going to be walking maybe across the hall and changing shirts and shooting again, um, we're not trying to mislead people. We're not trying to deceive people. You've done speaking before. You just don't have footage of it. And so what right. we're trying to do is recreate that. Um, and, and again, this is version 1.0. So this is... Um, uh, this is something that we can use for you know, maybe six months. And then by that point, maybe you've spoken a couple of golf things and like, I got a lot better footage now. So version 1.0 served its purpose. It's great. Now I'm, I've, now I'm moving on to the next one. So uh, again, both the website and the demo video get us going. Um, mm -hmm. But it's, but it's not like on the website, you know, it's not like you spent uh, 
$20,000 on this legit website while still trying to figure out if this is something you want to do. Uh, same with the demo video. Like I, it's, it's silly to, to, you know, hire up a, a $5,000 or $10,000 video production crew to come in and shoot something while you're still getting clear on, on, you know, what the problem is that you're solving as a speaker. So that's where just doing some of these, like, let's do, um, some low barrier to entry type of, of, uh, production value here, but it's something, um, just to get us going in the, in the right direction. Yeah. Um, and in terms of misleading, I guess you would say probably I should maybe rewrite my opening line for that video, which was going to be, it's so great that all 12,000 of you are here today. Thank you so much. <laughs> I wouldn't recommend that. I frown upon that. Yeah. So like, uh, or someone who'd, who'd say like, can I add in like a laugh track or something like, I wouldn't uh, do right. that. Cause I think that well, one, that's super hokey and cheesy, but two, you, you want to be authentic because the truth is like you have spoke, um, numerous times before you don't have mm -hmm. footage. So you're not, it's not like you're not trying to be misleading in terms of like, uh, I've never spoke. So I'm just going to fake it now. You're not, you, you spoke before. Um, we just don't have any, we don't have any footage of it. So that's what you're trying to recreate at this point. Yeah. And I, I feel, I felt a lot better about this endeavor specifically with the video when I saw uh, an example that you have in one of your courses that, you know, I think it's like a three minute video and the actual speaking part is maybe like two minutes of uninterrupted you. I think it's an empty room. There's, there's never any crowd shots, but it's like, I couldn't really tell and that it was an empty room and you're, you're cutting from that video to like a pull quote of a testimonial. And then you're going to like a photograph, you know, um, yeah. that you have like a little Ken Burns effect on or whatever. And I was like, Oh, this is simple, but it looks legit. Like I'm not, I wouldn't be watching this on somebody's website going, Oh, what a piece of crap video this is. It's yeah. like, no, this is getting the point across. So once I saw that example, I was like, Oh, I can, I can do this. I don't know what I've been so afraid of. Yep. Yep. Perfect. Um, and there is a, like one of the demo videos we used for several years was, um, was shot at a conference where there was, um, I think there's like 3000, 4,000 people or something. But, um, the, you, it's just a tight shot of me on a stage. You, you have no idea how many people are in the audience. You have no mm -hmm. idea how many people are in the room. And so, you know, sometimes I've, I've used that as an example and, and would show a clip of that and be like, and ask people, how many people are in the audience? And most people would be like, oh, there wasn't anybody, you know, based on what we've been talking about. I was like, right. actually, there are 3,000 people, but you don't know. Um, so the opposite is true, that there may be um, nobody there and nobody knows the difference. So that can absolutely work and be fine because you're, you're not trying to get, at this moment, you're not trying to get audience shots. You're trying to get some shots of, of you on stage. So I have some testimonials on my website that I will probably use in the video, uh, yep. kind of in a similar way you did. I, I'm going to go out next week with my son and have him help me get some B-roll footage of me playing golf and kind of yep. interacting on a golf course that I maybe pepper in there a little bit. Also have some other golf trip videos that I've taken in the past that cool. I'm going to take a look at those again and maybe put those in. And yeah, I mean, your example video is like three minutes. I was thinking that I only needed something 90 seconds to 120 seconds, but I'm going to see how much footage I can get. Do you think that two to three minute range is a good? Yeah. Cause like put yourself in the perspective of someone watching a video. If I sent you a video right now, completely unrelated to speaking, I was like, dude, Brian, my buddy, you got to check out this video. The first thing you're going to do is look in the lower corner and see how long the video is. And if right. I send you a video that's like nine minutes, you're like, dude, nine minutes, that's an eternity in online video land. You're not yeah. going to watch it. You know, you're going to skim through it. Um, 
But if I sent you something that's two minutes, maybe three minutes, you'd be like, yeah, I'll watch that. Um, and so that's, that's the goal there is you're, you're trying to give people enough. So the way to think about this is it's, it's a movie trailer. You know, they take a 90 minute movie, they boil it down to two or three minutes. And within those two or three minutes, you have a good idea of who's in it, what the plot is, what the theme is. And the goal of a movie trailer is to make people want to see more. And that's exactly what you're trying to do is to give them enough to be like, oh yeah, I could see how this guy would be a really good fit for our event. Let's talk to him. Right. They don't need to see a full talk. If they're look, if they're reviewing five speakers, they're not going to watch a 60 minute talk from everyone. They're going to watch a couple of minutes from each person. Uh, and then they may at some point be like, this is really good. We, you know, can, do you have any more footage we could see? Um, but at this point, like we're just trying to give them enough that to start a conversation. Okay. So here's my plan. Tell me if, and how you would tweet this, the, the folks with the events happening within the next six weeks, I don't want to wait at all. I want to get that email out to them, yep. letting them know I'm who I am. I'm a plan B and think of me in the future kind of thing. Uh, the folks with the events in the next three to six months, I was thinking if I can get this video done in the next two or three weeks, I was thinking of waiting to reach out to them until I can get the demo video up on the website because that'll be a better look for me. Do you think that's wise or do you, is it better to reach out to them now and not worry about the demo video? I'd like to have the demo video, but I don't like, you're going to be cutting it close on time uh, would be my concern there. Um, And so I'd probably just go ahead and reach out. Um, And, um, and some of them may ask for, for video footage. um, And you can say, Hey, we're we're working on a new video. It's going to be available in the next week or two. It's not preferred. um, But um, some of them may be like, yeah, we're looking for a speaker and I looked at your site and I haven't seen you speak. And, and I, a trust enough that this, this could work. Um, so I would, I would give that a shot, uh, okay. of going ahead and reaching out to them. Um, because it's, because it's just a, a tight timeline. Um, so I'd start there. What about that third group of the folks who just had their conference? And so their next event is about 12 months out. Should yep. I wait on those or should I reach out to those as well? I would go ahead and reach out to them. Um, okay. because again, what your, your goal with them is one to acknowledge, uh, I, hey, I know that your conference just wrapped up. Um, I, I hope it went well. Uh, I was just checking to see when you'll start reviewing speakers for, for next year, right? Because I'm not asking, uh, I, I'm not trying to get you to hire me. You, none of these people you're trying to get to hire you today. It, it doesn't work like that. So mm-hmm. they're typically, um, you're, what you're trying to do is start a conversation with them. Ultimately, what you want to do is get them on the phone. Um, but right now, we're just going to ask some like really simple, easy questions um, that make it easy for them to reply to, you know, you, everyone listening yourself as myself, we probably all have emails right now in our inbox that we haven't responded to because it's going to take a minute to reply to, but the ones mm-hmm. where I can reply with one sentence, if that it's a lot easier for me to reply to right now. So that's what you're trying to do. You're trying to make it really, really easy for them to reply to something. So we're not asking for a huge commitment. We're just asking for what's their next step. Uh, we'll start reviewing speakers in February. Awesome. Do you mind if I touch base with you in February? Sure. Uh, and that, that's it. That's all we're going for at this point. Um, and then we can, you know, and then the key though is having the system to then follow up at that point. I was going to ask you that. So to me, when you say that immediately, I'm a spreadsheet guy. I just think spreadsheet, mm-hmm. everybody I reach out to goes in the spreadsheet and I track everything that way. Is that? Yeah. So there's, a, there's, that's one way to do it. Yep. There's plenty of ways to do it. Um, so it could be a spreadsheet that you use. It could be a, there's a tool I've used before, um, followup.cc, um, where basically it can, it can remind you a, a certain 
um, time from now of when to follow up with him. Or the other thing that we, we recommend is that you just, you start using some type of CRM, some type of customer relationship uh, management software. Uh, and so the, the, there's a variety of different ones. Um, HubSpot has a free one that we recommend to most students. Uh, and so that way, basically, you would send an email through their system. And then you can set yourself a reminder based on what they say. Uh, basically, schedule yourself a task to um, and, and even include any notes. I had a quick call with them maybe. Here's what they said. Uh, and they said to follow up with them in four months. And so then I'm scheduling myself a task to follow up with them in four months. And then it's just, it's out of sight, out of mind until you get that notification, that reminder in four months. Oh, don't forget to follow up with such and such, right? Um, and so that's what you're trying to do is build up a, a, several of those of people who they may not be booking you today, but they may be interested in you in three months and four months and six months. And so you build up enough of those. Now, you know, every week or a few a month, I've got people to follow up on that I've already started the conversation with and those become warm leads. Uh, and so what happens is over time, you, you build up a bank of those, right? Uh, people that you're, um, you're reaching out to and then you also have people who, you know, I spoke of something and I met this person and they said to touch base with them in a, in a few weeks or a few months. And so I'm touching base with them and a couple other people I met at a conference or an event and I'm supposed to follow up with them. And it, like over time, again, this is a long term process. It's a long term game. Um, and so it's kind of like the, the one way to think about this is if you are a realtor, if you're a real estate agent, most people buy or sell a house a couple of times in their lifetime right? But mm -hmm. what you're trying to do is you're trying to be top of mind so that when they decide on that week that, yep, we're going to sell our house, you want to be the one that they think of. You're trying to do the same thing. They're going to, they're going to really review speakers, maybe one week out of the year or a couple days out of the year. And so you're just trying to like touch base with them enough so that whenever they decide like, okay, we're ready to hire a speaker that they think, We've talked to that Brian guy a couple of times, right? Let's circle back with him. He seemed like a good fit. That's what, that's what you're trying to do is be top of mind when they are ready to make that decision. Sounds great. I, a random question that just popped into my head. I'll ask before I forget. A couple of the connections I made at this conference a couple of weeks ago asked if I had a card mm -hmm. uh, and I didn't. In, yeah. in 2019, is it still a no-brainer to have a business card as a speaker or are there other ways to do it? What yeah, do you good, do? Good question. Um, at this very moment, I don't have a card. I haven't had a card for years. Um, okay. What is more important is that you get their card um, because what, what, um, what speakers and not just speakers, but just entrepreneurs in general like to feel like is I went to something, I passed out a lot of cards and therefore I'm doing business. Mm -hmm. You're not because now <laughs> like you, what you're doing at that point is you're sitting at home waiting for them to contact you and you are one of, 50 or a hundred business cards that they got and they're probably going to end up in the trash. So to be honest with you, I don't really care about passing out a card. Um, that it, it means nothing to me. I want their card. I want their information because I want to be in control of the follow-up. Gotcha. Um, so that's what I would be more focused on. If you want to make a card, make a card. Um, and there's certainly in certain industries, there's a certain level of professionalism that goes along with having a business card. Um, so I get that. Uh, I'm just way more interested in getting their card. And so what you want to do is when you get their card is in, like scribble any notes on the back of the card of any context of the conversation. Because let's say you pick up, say you go to an event, you pick up 10, 20 cards uh, of people that you're going to follow up on. Like, okay, I played golf with one guy. And then I talked, I had a really good conversation with one, another guy. And then I had breakfast with that one person. And then I was just briefly introduced to this one. And it's like, it all's jumbled together, you know, mm -hmm. but if you can just make a, a couple of key words there so you can remember. And then if it's, especially if it's something where you talk with someone and it's a really hot lead where they're like, um, 
you know, we're looking for a, a speaker for our spring conference. You, you could be a really good fit. I'd love to talk with you about that. I'm going to star circle, do something there. So I know like, awesome. I need to immediately follow up with this one. And this is a really warm lead. So any notes that you can give there, but bottom line is if you want a card, get a card, but the key is getting their information and making sure that then you follow up. Okay. And speed is really important there. Okay. So what you don't want to do is, uh, I'll give you an example. I, um, it's not necessarily a, like an in-person digital thing, but, um, for our business, we are looking into doing uh, a new form of advertising. And so we, we, uh, had calls with four different agencies about, um, uh, about, about working with them to help us out with this. Okay. Um, one of them no showed the call that we were scheduled for. One of them we talked to for a few minutes um, and we haven't heard a word from them since. Um, the third one said, uh, was a really good call, but they said, hey, we're, we're, we're busy right now. It'll probably be a couple of weeks before we get your proposal, okay? Uh, and then the last one, uh, had a really good call with them. They said, we're gonna do some research on this. We're gonna, um, and we'll get you something soon. That night, they sent us kind of an update of here's where we're at. The next morning, they sent us a proposal, okay? Uh, who do you think we are most interested in working with. And to be honest with you, the third guy may have been better qualified, but it's going to be a couple of weeks before we hear from him. Right? So an example there is just like follow up, doing what you say you're going to do and speed those things really, really, really matter. And they really make mm. a difference. So if you talk with someone, I would, uh, and have a good conversation with them, I would email them and follow up with them immediately. Don't wait, you know, a week or two. Hey, I was traveling. I got busy. I didn't follow yeah. up. Yeah, yeah. Don't do that. You know, Hey, we, I know we met um, earlier today and I just wanted to reach out to you uh, and circle back on our conversation because it's fresh on their mind. It's hot on their mind. Uh, so the speed is really, really important. Hmm. You know, it's something as you were talking, I just thought of was one of the connections I made at this conference was one of the vendors and there were plenty of vendors mm -hmm. there. Yep. Um, you know, and I, I'm not a not really a potential customer for him. So while I enjoyed meeting the guy, he gave me his card. He asked me to follow up kind of in the back of my head. I'm thinking like, I'm not going to buy what you're selling, but I just was thinking like, if this guy is all he does is go around to conferences and yes. stuff like maybe, maybe it's good for me to make a good impression on him for, for me to let him know that, that I'm a speaker and that I do this because he's going to be in contact with all these other conference folks. A hundred percent. Absolutely. Because those people, they may not hire someone, but they may be connected to someone who does hire someone. Right. I'll give you an example. So, um, you know, you know, we've been working on this new book, the successful speaker, it'll be out soon. Um, and so I had breakfast literally this morning, right before this call mm -hmm. with a buddy of mine who runs a major speakers bureau here in Nashville. And so we were talking about the book and he was asking about the book and I was telling him about the book. He, he is not interested in being a speaker. He's a, he's a speaking industry expert. Uh, he doesn't need the book, but he knows a lot of people who could use the book. So what I'm trying to do is just get on his radar so that when someone asks him, hey, I'm interested in being a speaker, do uh, you get any resources? Yeah, actually, my friend has this brand new book. You need to check that book out. So yeah. I'm not talking to him about, I need you to buy the book. I'm talking about the people that you talk to. I would love for you to recommend that they buy the book. So same type of thing. Those vendors, they, they run in circles with people who, you mentioned like they attend a lot of those conferences and events. They may be well connected. I've attended this conference for 10 years and I can tell you, uh, here's the person there. This is the executive director, but actually this is the gatekeeper. This is the person that you need to talk to that hires speakers. Mm -hmm. You know, like that stuff is incredibly valuable and incredibly helpful. So, um, so absolutely, I would, I would follow up with some of those people. Okay, great. Well, I feel 
pretty good. I mean, my that demo video is homework assignment number one, okay. and uh, and I feel like I got a good path forward on it. So I'm excited. So main two things are finish the demo video, um, and then also those 25 leads that you got. Yes. Um, contact all of them. So they're all going to be in different phases, but go ahead and contact all of them and start that process. And uh, let's see what, what comes of that. Okay. You feel good? Feel great. Yeah. Okay. All right. You overwhelmed or you feel, you feel clear? Um, no, I feel, I feel pretty good. I mean, sending emails again, it's not the most fun thing. It's not the mm -hmm. most difficult thing. It just takes putting your butt in the chair and doing the tedious work. Totally. Um, and like I said, just seeing your demo video kind of took a little bit of the uh, scariness out of it that, okay, this is something I can put together. And so yeah. um, I'm excited to tackle that and get that up there. Yeah. If we were to rewind a few months from when we, we first started this experiment, obviously neither of us knew how this is going to play out. We still don't really know where this is going. <laughs> right, right. But uh, I mean, I, I know you felt just massive, um, you know, anxiety or fear or nerves about what was going to happen. Like if you look forward to today, how are you feeling? I mean, definitely less nervous and less scared of the future than before. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I, I, I keep going back to the car analogy that you had talked about, about how difficult it is to steer a car that's not moving. Yeah. Pretty much impossible. But once you're moving and you have momentum, like, I do I, all that momentum has, it means I, I just feel like I'm in a better place now and I'm moving and I've got momentum, I'm making connections, things are happening. And so I guess that those feel like wins to me and I'm, yeah. I'm not nearly as scared. And I don't even know, I don't know if you can hear that in my voice. I know in past episodes, you kind of could feel my trepidation and like my uncertainty about yeah. things. I don't really feel as much of that right now, despite there definitely being a lot of stuff up in the air, despite the fact I have not yet booked that first paying gig. Mm -hmm. I do feel like I'm, I'm closer to it. I'm on, yeah. on my way there. Cool. Uh, that's awesome, man. You're doing a great job. And one of the things we talk about is this is, this is simple, but it's not easy. So it's kind of the analogy I like to use is it's like, it's like losing weight. You know, like we all know what you need to do. You need to pay attention to what you eat. You need to exercise. Like it's, it's really simple, but it's just mm -hmm. not easy. And so the things that we've talked through so far here, it's, it's simple stuff. It's not like it's, it's, it's overly difficult. It's just a matter of, of being disciplined and just doing the work. Uh, it's all like simple little action steps, making a decision, taking action, moving forward. Uh, and, and you said like it's, you're, you're, you're starting to pick up some of that momentum and it's a lot easier to keep the momentum going once it's getting started. But when you're, you're starting from nothing and you're like, like pushing a boulder and like, I'm just trying to get it going. Once you get it going, it's like, okay, I, I feel a lot better now and I feel a lot more clear and I'm starting to, starting to gain some traction. So I'm excited because the next time we talk, you're going to be giving me pats on the back for getting a demo <laughs> video up and for sending out all those emails. I look forward to, uh, to those congratulations and that validation. Now, when you're, and when you're sending these emails out, remember this is not a, a like a spray and pray shotgun approach of I'm just going to you know copy and paste a bunch because um, we've all, every single one of us, we all get a lot of emails every day and you can tell the difference between one that was written for you versus one that was written for you and a thousand other people. Um, yeah. So you want to tweak it, you want to customize them. And again, that takes a minute, it takes some work, um, but it, it definitely makes a big difference in terms of someone's engagement level and response level. Yeah. And being that freelance writer is kind of my gig. I do Good. feel like I have a little advantage in that and I am willing to, to put that extra care into it. So yeah. Cool. All right, man. Do the work. All right. Thanks, Grant. 
All right, there you go. Hope you enjoyed that conversation. Part five of this uh, this series with Brian Elaine. Uh, we're gonna have part six next week. You're not gonna wanna miss the last couple of episodes here. Uh, good stuff with Brian and we wanna see, how's this gonna play out? How's this gonna unfold? So you gotta stick around for that. Hey, like I mentioned to you before, if you would like our help, myself and our team here at the Speaker Lab, if you'd like our help with uh, building and growing your speaking business, then I'd encourage you to schedule a one-on-one uh, free strategy session with our team. You can do that by going over to thespeakerlab.com slash apply. Again, that is the speakerlab.com slash apply. All right. Thanks for hanging out with us, my friends. That wraps up today's episode. We'll catch you next time. You're awesome.